You are now listening to the Add 10 Gallons Concrete Podcast. Wait, the answer was add 10 gallons? Add 10 gallons. My first thought was we got to put active children. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> Trucks on, on, the on the way. On the way. Yeah, okay. I've got two observations, uh, neither of which are really educated or well thought out. <laughs> which are like most of my observations are. There aren't a lot of problems on a job site that can't be solved with a sack full of biscuits. Today's episode of the Add 10 Gallons Concrete Podcast is brought to you by Actigel 208. Actigel 208 is a high-performance additive for the concrete industry that is greatly beneficial to the producer. It enables them to increase the percentage of manufactured sand by up to 100% and completely replace all the natural sand in the mix. In areas where natural sand is scarce, inconsistent, and expensive, this provides a huge benefit to any ready-mix company out there. Benefits of manufactured sand and concrete include consistent air content, improved compaction, and increased density. Now in the past, the downside of using manufactured sands was that they were hard to pump, hard to place, and hard to finish. Well, Actigel 208 solves all those issues. By improving suspension, stability, and the quality of the cement paste in the mix, Actigel overcomes the old issues with manufactured sand and leaves them behind. Let Actigel 208 improve the quality of your mix while saving money on every yard you produce. For more information, visit us at actigel.com. That's A-C-T-I-G-E-L.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the second edition of the quarantine special here on the Add 10 Gallons Concrete Podcast, or should we say the Add 2 Weeks Quarantine Podcast. Uh, Shout out to Joey Bell. (laughs) I can't take credit for that. That was Joey Bell this morning coined that phrase, but it was a good one. So we'll roll with that for the rest of the, the 12 days that we'll need to use it. Paul, what's up, man? You hanging in there? Yeah, dude. 12 days of Christmas was 12 days of quarantine coming at you. Add two weeks quarantine podcast. That's it. Well, I mean, over the last 48 hours, what have you learned about yourself? (laughs) Well, I learned that uh, I miss Twitter. You know, I'm off the Twitter. Uh, You know, people that have been listening to this podcast for a while know that uh, there's a time in my life where, uh, you know, you always want to see what everybody's angry about on the Internet. And, uh, and I continue to divorce myself from that. And so I'm sitting here and, and every once in a while, I'm like, man, I, I really like to see what everybody's mad about. <laughs> but I just have to keep sending emails to prospects that aren't responding to them. Heard that. Well, uh, I've been off the Twitterverse for, for quite some time now. But uh, talking about phone apps, uh, what I've realized is uh, TikTok's a, a strange but wonderful place. <laughs> I went down a TikTok rabbit hole last night, and I'm not so sure I've recovered. <laughs> no, I, I actually uh, I don't have that app on my phone. My daughter's not allowed to have it on her iPad. Uh, the, the vulnerabilities uh, that are inherent in that app, I uh, don't trust the makers of it. So sorry, you're not getting into my world. <laughs> yeah, you should. That's that's a good call on your part. It's a great. Call <laughs> so anti Twitter anti-tiktok uh i'm just no cool I'm, I'm just not cool at all no fun yeah just instagram then yeah instagram I, yeah i got deep into some meme pages last night because i mean it's, it doesn't take long to exhaust it's not like i follow very many people <laughs> so yeah. you exhaust it real quick the concrete memes run out real fast for sure what i learned about myself as well is that I might have an issue as it pertains to caffeine. See, I always, <laughs> I always saw myself as a uh, an energy drink connoisseur, as it were. 
or at least somebody that's fairly experienced in that world as I consume probably way, way more energy drinks than I should. But uh, I never really realized I had a, that much of a problem. I knew I had a slight caffeine dependency, but uh, yesterday around noon, one o'clock, let's even even call it two o'clock, I had this tension headache that kept growing and kept growing. And I knew it was because I needed caffeine, really had nothing but water with, uh, with breakfast, lunch, and, and dinner over the last day and a half. So I called down to the front desk and I said, hey, do you guys have, have, a, have any Red Bull? I mean, you know, preferably sugar-free, but, you know, I'll take the regular stuff. You know, what do you guys have down there for, for energy drinks? He goes, well, uh, let me put you on hold real quick. I'll go look. Came back after like a minute and a half. So maybe he was just trying to act like he looked or maybe he, he actually did search around for me around the premises. And he comes back and says, all we have is regular rock star. <laughs> and I, I think to myself, it's like, do I need an energy drink that bad? And then when I went to go answer, I said, yeah, I'll take two of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I called down there later that evening and I said the same thing. I was like, hey, you got any energy drinks? And the guy was like, yeah, we have Rockstar, only the regular kind. Your friend already called. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. I knew he did. And uh, well, you had sent me a text saying, hey, these aren't as bad as I remember. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll get one then. I got one bruh <laughs> you definitely have a problem that was the <laughs> nastiest thing i've ever drank in my life yeah i got about halfway down the first one and i was like well maybe you know i can learn to like this it, it could be an acquired taste <laughs> <laughs> no i remember okay i remember when those first come out right so we're in college uh we're in the fraternity house and you'd always have uh people stopping by and like just dropping off drinks for everybody to to have so like coke would bring drop by and they'd just drop off like several flats of whatever they were looking to to push you'd have the red bull girls coming by the frat houses and just you know trying to hand out red bulls and stuff and i'll never forget that coca-cola came by and dropped off like multiple flats of rockstar so we had like a hundred cans of rockstar we had a bunch of other drinks and stuff too bro nobody touched those rock stars nobody and in a fraternity dude we're talking about the dregs of society drink anything <laughs> they'll mix anything with anything people who are broke broken ways you can't even imagine eating popcorn and peanut butter to stay alive and they would <laughs> not touch that rock star <laughs> yep <clears throat> yeah so i drank mine but i don't know what that says about me. <laughs> <laughs> it says oh, everything that people need to know yeah I'd, I'd like to think that i haven't hit rock bottom yet after two out of 12 days but i got a long i got a long way to do long way to go hey but the people should know we have moved out of the supermax and we are now into i guess this would be like a state penitentiary rather than right. federal supermax Yep. Yeah. So, so Paul and I, we, we both took a COVID test when we got to the Montreal airport and we got those results back in about 24, 36 hours, something like that. It was less than two days, but both came back negative. So that meant we were able to leave our government approved accommodation that we had to stay in for three days. So we only stayed in that accommodation for two days since we got our test results back and we're out of there. So we're out of the max prison. We, we escaped Guantanamo Bay. And now we're in, uh, let's call it a, let's call it a state prison. I wouldn't call it a county, a county jail, but, uh, you know, we, we have a little bit more freedoms. Um, 
both Paul and I, we got to order some food from a place of our choice today. Yeah, that was nice. That was nice. My first, my first poutine in Canada. Oh, you got that. poutine too, bro. You know, you know, yeah. I don't miss, I don't miss my chances. Yeah, first meal outside of prison, I ordered poutine as well. Yeah, for sure. I tell you, I tell you what else. What a time to be alive. There's pros and cons to everything, right? So, quarantine sucks. Uh, having your liberties taken away from you sucks. Um, but what has come out of that is that you can basically get anything you want delivered to you, no matter where you are. So I got on Uber Eats, the app, and I was messing around with stuff to get for lunch. And come to find out, you can use Uber Eats to get groceries delivered to you. So this afternoon, I got two boxes of Red Bull being delivered to me from Walmart. <laughs> Good for you, sir. Good for you. You know, they had those in the cabinet here at the uh, at the hotel we're staying at, but they only had the little ones and they only yeah. had the ones full of sugar. Yep. Yep. So I got me, well, I got me the little ones too, but they're sugar free. And I got a, a box like the, the box of four or whatever, mm-hmm. but also got me some popcorn and some baby carrots and some cheese sticks and, uh, stuff that <laughs> hold me over. Oh man. That's hilarious. Yeah. I, I'm actually pretty happy with the state penitentiary room that I was given. It's, uh, it's actually not too bad. So, you know, I don't know, man. It, Cause like when you're working in a hotel room, you feel like you're working in a, in an like in your office or something. You try and like put your mindset there, but it's just not the same. And so you're sitting here breathing this recycled air out of this air conditioner all day long. It just it's freaking dumb. And we're on day two, day you know two and a half or whatever as we go through this 14 day cycle. It's I don't know, man. It's gonna be rough by the time we get to day 10, day 12. I hear you. I'll never be so excited to fly to the Arctic Circle my entire life. Yeah, no joke. I was actually just saw a uh, article today about dudes that were at, in Antarctica. So you know, other pole, but uh, it was like negative seventy degrees down there still, and so they were like taking out the trash, and like in order to take out the trash, it's like this huge long thing because you literally can't get there for six months out of the year. So uh, and it's, it's so cold, and so the guy like has to put on like you know all the gear you can imagine having to wear to go out in that weather just to take out the trash. And so you're double bagging, triple bagging, depending on you know what it is you're throwing away. I mean, we're talking about human waste, food waste, whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. It's all uh, has to be kept on site. So like you, know, you put it in your, your garbage can, you wheel it outside, you go across to like a shaft, you have to go take an, a, an elevator down seven floors. And so you get down to the bottom and then you wheel it into a trash tunnel. And they have an underground trash tunnel where everything, uh, the trash thing goes into like a compactor and they smash it down and they palletize all their trash. And then six months later, when people can come back and pick up the trash, you know, they, they then pick it up then. Dang, dang. I'm surprised they don't have an incinerator on site down there for those like research facilities and stuff like that. They might not be able to, I guess. Environmental maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Environmental I know concerns? Never mind. We're going to up in none of it. They have an incinerator. And uh, going through those videos, the orientation videos we had to watch, they stressed and were very specific on uh, putting the correct piece of trash in the correct trash bin because apparently they've had had instances of people putting aerosol cans in the regular garbage. And when you go to incinerate those aerosol cans, they blow up. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. So you got to be careful to make sure you use the right receptacle for places that incinerate their trash. But uh, apparently down there in Antarctica, they I guess they... They ship it elsewhere and let someone else burn it. 
That's, yeah, man, I haven't watched that orientation video. I need to go do that. I'll do that when we finish here. I, I haven't done that yet. The, all I knew is it's cold. I got the I got the pamphlet that said it's May, but you need a parka and gloves and everything else. So I, you know, I, I got what I got. Yep, I'll go up there. I, I got my uh, my insulated my Under Armour insulation, and I got my Carhartt jacket and some gloves and a knit hat, and I should. I should be fine. I mean, I've dressed for zero to 30 degrees before, which is what it'll be up there, but, uh, could be worse. I mean, we could be going up there two months prior when it was, uh, in the negative twenties and thirties. Yeah. We experienced that once before, you know, we've been all over the world and it's interesting because we've been to Canada. I mean, how many times you've been to Canada? Like 20, uh, you know, at least a bunch of times. And I've probably been to Canada like 12, maybe more than 12 times. And this is by far, the strangest visit we've ever had, but it's not the coldest, you know, that time we went to Sudbury and it was negative 28 degrees. That's man. I, I, I really just don't know how people live in that. I don't know what makes you, there's no amount of money in the world. You could pay me and be like, here, just live here. It's negative 28 all winter long. The, the cold is one thing. I just don't like snow and the inconvenience ice. And we have a, a liaison or a consultant or, you know, whatever you want to call him up here that, that lives in the Sudbury, Ontario area. And when he's getting his house ready for snow in early October, I'm like, man, that's, that's too early. <laughs> that's too early to be hunkered down for the winter. Yeah. I used to ask, we used to have an employee in, uh, in Sudbury and, I remember asking him like one time, I was like, oh, you know, I like, was just talking to him in the morning. It was like 8 a.m. We're having a meeting. Like, oh, hey, how you doing, man? He's like, well, I'm kind of tired. You know, we keep getting snowstorms. So every morning I have to wake up and shovel for two hours. And I was like, I was like, it take, like man, you must have a gigantic driveway. Like two hours. Like, oh, no, no, no. You have to get up and shovel the roof off, too. I was like, the roof? And he was like, yeah. He goes, he's like, did you notice that all the homes in Sudbury are only one story tall? It's because you have to get up there and shovel there. It snows so much and it's so cold. It will never melt. So you have to shovel it off. It's just the worst. I, look, man, you, you walk outside and your face hurts. Like Nobody should live there. Plus, it's terrible. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. Well, I mean, that's that's what we have to look forward to, but only for short periods of time, which I'm fine. It makes you appreciate what you got when you get home. Yeah, you're right. I, look, man, being from Alabama, I, I'd love to complain about how cold it is in pennsylvania but i you and i have been to places that are actually cold and so yeah. <laughs> you just you just back real off cold. you're like yeah real cold we've experienced real cold and i've seen extreme things you know for this job traveled to the most remote places in australia and traveled to incredibly remote places in africa and turkey and you know just and joey bell is not here with us on the, the quarantine podcast because he's living in freedom land uh he you know he's been to horrible nasty places in south america so we've seen some stuff uh but this is by far the strangest trip when you land in a developed country and the airport is a ghost town and everybody's anxious because nobody knows what to do yes yeah. the rules keep changing on these people so fast and the regulations change and the programs change and the restrictions change and the penalties are severe you don't think the penalties are severe just trust your boys here on the add two weeks quarantine podcast because we had to read the quarantine act of you know the canadian quarantine act and let me tell you we are not messing with that joker those penalties are steep so if you're wondering if your boys are going out at night and having a good time the answer is no because they are tracking you 
and they want to know where you're at. They know where you're supposed to be at. And our, our butts are in the quarantine prison right now. Yep. Yep. All right, man. Well, that's, that'll do it for today. Um, not sure if we'll have an episode tomorrow or if you want to wrap it up and uh, have an episode after the weekend. It is Friday afternoon after all. So we might, may, might take a hiatus this weekend and come back to the people on Monday. Yeah. I'll tell them what quarant- we'll have a, uh, a quarantine weekend update. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, this is this is good stuff. It's nice to let people know what we're doing. I saw some meme this morning that was like, "Why did guys start podcasts instead of going to therapy?" And I just felt I felt seen, <laughs> exposed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, "Dang you and your accuracy of your jokes." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate everybody listening to uh, listen to us get this out because it is it is weird. It is creepy. Uh, we're in a foreign nation and everybody's anxious as, as heck. And, you know, we're just trying to get through it so we can go do our jobs. That's it. That's it. Well, to reiterate what Paul just said, we appreciate you guys listening in. This certainly helps us and it's a lot of fun. So we'll see you on the next the next episode of the q update from Montreal, Canada. This is the Add 10 Gallons podcast and we'll see you next time. See you.